Basic witches. Basic witches. I mean, we're witches. <laughs> Basically. Welcome back, witches. You're on with the Basic Witches. I'm Rachel LaForest. And I'm Leah Knauer. And today in the studio, we have a returning guest, Sarah Posh, our lovely astrologer, life coach, and friend yeah. who shared so intimately and deeply about the outlook on 2020 and kind of what's going on in the world and the stars right now. Yes. And if it's in the stars for you to come to our live show, then we really hope to see you. Um, Our January one did not happen. So this means this is just going to be even better. That's right. February 5th, it's a witchy Wednesday at the Comedy Store. Go to our Instagram at basicwitchespod where you can find the link to tickets. And you can also find the link to our Patreon there if you want to become a patron and get your own card readings from us, witchy art, um, girl talk, Skype chats with us, all the goodness. Mm -hmm. And we appreciate your goodness if you can leave us an iTunes review. That really helps us out. We love you guys so much and we thank you. We're excited to be in 2020 with you. Yes. Now let's get down with Sarah Posh. Back in the stew. Round two. We couldn't just have you once, Sarah. (laughs) Nope. You've got me twice. (laughs) That's right. Um, So just to give everyone a little background, we were supposed to have you on the live show um, on... Oh my God. January 8th. 108. Right. January 8th. And then it got... Bumped, so we didn't end up doing our live show, which is a real bummer. And I feel like a lot of things for me, at least in 2020 so far, have been like that, where it's a thing that I'm really excited about and then it kind of falls through and I have to low key, like quick self adjust and and still find happiness in like what happened. Is that what's in the stars? Right. Well, am we I have, on track with 2020? To, <laughs> I have to look at your chart specifically to know what's being activated for you. Mm-hmm. I know for me, I'm going through um, Saturn square my Mars. And so that's very common with that. Like a lot of delays or limitations and hitting mm-hmm. this frustration because you have a plan and you're moving ahead and then all of a sudden something stops you. Mm-hmm. It's like when you run over a speed bump in the middle of a neighborhood, but you didn't see it, mm-hmm. you know, and then you're like, oh shit. So you like slow down in case mm-hmm. there's more. So I think it's a benefit of slowing down and the delays feel like just making sure we're ready for when we do arrive. I feel like everything's Mm. just so aligned. Everything's about alignment right now. So Mm. if it's not streamlined. Well, I've had a similar phenomenon, but not just 2020. For me, Mm. it started in December when I, when I started to kind of tiptoe back into working like post attack. Um, and I would have constantly an opportunity come in and then go out. Like it was like jobs, acting stuff, just, just anything lining up, but then going away, including the live show. Like falling mm-hmm. through last uh, night. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think like there's so, so many. many, there's so many factors at play right now. I mean, mm-hmm. today, actually mm-hmm. today on the 12th is one of the biggest astrological transits of our lifetime. There's an exact conjunction between Saturn and Pluto. And the last time that happened was in the early 80s. But the last time it happened with Jupiter there before that was over 500 years ago. And it's not going to happen again for an over 300 years from now. Whoa. So to say that this is a monumental time in our history is, is an understatement, right? What makes okay. it so yeah. powerful? Why... Well, this is the alignment, the like exact alignment of having Jupiter here as well. Um, But it's really powerful because Pluto rules life, death, rebirth. It's the Scorpio. It is the ruler of Scorpio. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And so it also rules nature. 
right? Mm -hmm. And so nature, as we know, always runs its course. (laughs) Nature doesn't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. Nature does whatever she wants. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right, right. And it's all for the purpose of evolution and for the creative, you know, functioning of everything in unison. Mm -hmm. And with Saturn there, Saturn rules our reality and it rules death and mortality and Mm -hmm. time. So it feels like, I don't know about you, but it feels like both everything is coming into one moment. Like we're living so many timelines. It's like a compression of timelines. And at the same time, time is like stopped at the same time because this so much is happening and so much is dropping out Mm. at the same time in the same way. Whoa. And so was, so January 12th today when we're recording this, um, was that the date you had brought up originally when you texted us? I think so. I think it was. Yeah. But see, that's, and that's that's kind of like the whole, we have a plan and then it falls out. It's Mm -hmm. like, we're getting back to that original plan. And that's what, that's what life feels like right now. It's just a clean slate. And it's, and if you're not cleaning it yourself, it's being cleaned by nature. Mm. You know, nature's like a busser in LA who takes your food before you're done. They're like, you're done. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, oh, we're going to clean that. (laughs) Wait, speaking of Jupiter, did you guys read Jupiter was like throwing rocks? Like its gravitational pull was throwing rocks away from the planet a few days ago. No, oh I didn't know that. That's great. Yeah. No, I didn't know that. It's like, it's a mood. Yeah. yeah. Well, and Jupiter is in Capricorn right now, which has been, Capricorn is ruled by Saturn. And so it's very much about work. And I just, I felt like there's this constant pressure to be working. And, and if we're not working, I don't really even know how to shut it off right now. Mm. But what you put your effort into right now can have a lot of reward, a lot of payoff with Jupiter here because Jupiter brings blessings and Mm -hmm. rewards and makes everything bigger and growth. And so it's like really tending to the things that we really want to grow right now and not scattering that energy. And so, yeah, like throwing rocks to get out (laughs) of our way because we're focused. Mm -hmm. It feels like we're all at least for the people I've talked about, there's been a simplification and just a big focusing on, yeah, I, we don't have forever. Like Mm -hmm. time feels very precious right now in a Mm -hmm. way that's beneficial because it's like, if it's not authentic for us, Mm -hmm. we don't have time. Puts things into perspective of like where to spend time. Mm -hmm. That's been coming up on the pod a lot about simplifying what you really want. And like we, we brought up the, um, the Warren Buffett thing of if you have 20 things you're interested in, the top five are what you actually care about and like throw the rest away Mm. or whatever, just simplifying and like goal setting more clean, specific, simple, Mm -hmm. narrowed. Right. Yeah. And very soul oriented. Like Mm -hmm. it feels because, Mm. because for me and so many people I know, it's like, because we don't have forever. It's like, what do I want to do this lifetime? Like, what do I really want to do and create? And so, yeah, like just not just saying yes to everything, Mm -hmm. but really, yeah. So with this like cleaning plates and sort of all these timelines compressing, do you think that's being reflected with the natural disasters? We're having so many right now. Yeah, you can see it politically. Mm -hmm. You can see it on on every stage. Mm -hmm. And and that's where it's it's so, astrology is so personal because we experience in our own world, but it's happening for everybody. Like you can't escape the the moment. Dude, I wonder what Donald Trump's birth chart is like. Oh. Yeah, I don't want to go into that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not like him more air. Yeah. 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 I wonder like what it would if it would tell us anything about like where he's at, how he's running the country. Interesting. 
I just I have it. no Donald Trump energy in me. Yeah. 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 yeah but it's been it's also been for a lot of people really intense. Like I know you went mm. through this fall. It was like 2019 mm. was so brutal. Crazy. It was mm-hmm. so much growth and so much experience. And I felt like I felt like that was true. I was like, so much. And then we got to the fall and I thought, okay, now for these last few months of 2019, I'm really just gonna slow down and because it was so packed, I was like, mm-hmm. now I'm really gonna like ease into 2020. And it was like, no, it was like slammed with a shitstorm of Damn. just transformation and initiation and I feel like a lot of people went through a lot of really intense things that mm-hmm. felt like a big setback mm-hmm. in a way because it really stopped us in our tracks. But what it did in that Pluto way of that death moment is it's really composting and refertilizing our life so that we're going to come back so much stronger Yeah, on a soul level. You know, right. Because we have to, because we have to work through these things that have been so intense for everybody. <sighs> I'm just I get it. it. Yeah. I'm just sighing because I'm like, oh, yeah. it's so heavy. Couldn't, okay, to play devil's advocate, couldn't one argue that every year there are like, you know, gro- big growth lessons and horrible things that happen every year? How is it that like, it seems maybe to some people like coincidence that that the stars, I don't know, that they don't, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Well, yeah. You're like, are you asking kind of was 2019 really any different? Right. Yeah. Or is every year kind of like tough and there's lessons and soul searching? Definitely. I mean, and that's that's what's beautiful about astrology. The planets are constantly in motion. Mm-hmm. So they're constantly asking us to evolve and continue that movement. But right now the astrology is just so potent. I like mm-hmm. I said, like this this isn't this doesn't always happen. Right. So and twenty nineteen really felt like lifetimes in one year. I yes. know for many yeah. people. And twenty twenty, the astrology it's not lightening up. Like it's, it's going to be a very intense year, um, but really exciting because if you look at it from the lens of a benevolent universe or a growth orientation, mm-hmm. if you're looking for that, if you're on board for being here to do more than just, you know, fill your bank account, which is great. We can do that as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then it's, it's exciting. It's rich, mm-hmm. you know. What do you mean by intense? Like, like it's not lightening up. Yeah. Tell us yeah. more. Well, um, be honest. <laughs> well, we have Venus and Mars both going retrograde this this year, so which is like male, masculine, feminine, right? Right. Yeah. Um, which doesn't happen every year. Last year we didn't have that. We had it in 2018. Um, both of them went retrograde, but this year we have that, and um, and that's gonna. I mean, that's always intense because those are personal planets. So we mm-hmm. feel that effect really personally. Versus Pluto's a transpersonal pr- planet, so it's more of that collective energy. It's mm. it's less in the moment we can identify like, you know, Venus, our relationships, yeah. like our love, our pleasure. Um, it's not like that with Pluto. So um, yeah, so Venus is going retrograde in Gemini, which Woo-hoo. is ruled by Mercury. Yeah, I really see that being an opportunity to do a lot of heart-mind connection mm. and healing. So really looking at, because it's gonna, Venus is gonna square Neptune and Pisces during that cycle. Um, which breeds for a lot of possible deception. Neptune, you know, blurs all boundaries and perceptions. And so it can be kind of like, where are we living in fantasy? Where Mm -hmm. are we living in delusion? Where are we living in a hope for something to be a certain way, but 
really not looking at the reality of it. And then where do we do that within ourselves? Like where do we get caught up in the stories in our minds where we're living something out and it's just a projection based off of something from the past. And so it's going to be an opportunity to like really go in and see, you know, where, like where are those barriers in our, Mm -hmm. in that. When are those retrogrades supposed to happen? So Venus retrogrades beginning in May. And then it's actually kind of like a baton toss because as soon as (laughs) Venus leaves shadow. Tag, you're it. (laughs) Yeah. Then it goes into Mars. Mars stations retrograde in August. So, um, yeah. And then that'll be more. And then that's going to be an intense one, too, because it's going to be Mars is going to be in his home sign in Aries. Um, So he has a lot of power there. But Mm. retrograde, it's kind of like really doing that work on our on our willpower and that solar plexus masculine Mm. um and it's going to square all this heavy energy in in capricorn with saturn and pluto there and and jupiter so there's going to be work you know um but again it's for our benefit if we're looking at it through that as an opportunity to really refine how we're approaching going after our goals going after what we want you know mars and aries is all about initiating action for the things that we really want and so it's really looking at what gets in the way of that and and getting to clear that up. So again, <clears throat> getting more simplified and like focused mm-hmm. on the big goals, right? Right. Is that kind of like the mainstay for the year? I think it's that in a and a big level of maturity mm-hmm. because there's so much Capricorn energy in Saturn. It feels like a lot of responsibility. I think that we're at a place now where we've all evolved consciously to a point where we have access to so much information and so many resources and possibly too much right well that's exactly we're expanding at such a high rate in our upper chakras but like what about the integration in our personal relationships Mm. in our work in our day-to-day lives Mm. like if it's not benefiting our ability to show up then what is it really benefiting? Mm. Right. If we're not using everything, all this knowledge to right. really integrate. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be more experiential in that way where it's going to be like, put the book down and deal with, you know, what's <laughs> confronting you. Mm. Wow. That's really interesting. So my man and I did, um, Angie, who everyone knows from the pod now, mm-hmm. um, her 2020 ref- like, uh, create and dream. Yes. Thank you. You did it too. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. It was so good. Um, she has that available for free if anyone wants it, but, um, his overarching goal is an inward journey for 2020, Mm. a more Mm. into the self. Right. And I'm, I'm going to have to tell him that's pretty spot on, Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) especially as a thinker and a crazy voracious reader he he is like focusing on kind of putting the book down mm-hmm. and going more into himself right that, inner, te- that yeah. inner teacher yeah well and we're also gonna another big thing that's happening in 2020 is the nodes are shifting mm. so the north node is going to shift into gemini south node and sagittarius and again that Sagittarius, the South Node deals with what we're kind of walking away from, what we're leaving behind, what we're letting go of, what's releasing or what's behind us. And Sagittarius is all about seeking that one ultimate truth. Mm. You know, it rules the Mm. spirituality in that way and that philosophy Mm. of religion or something. Like, I really want to know that one truth. And Gemini is ruled by Mercury. It's more about, you know, interpreting the immediate environment, asking Mm. questions and being the student. But it's, I think... Yeah, being the student to life, like asking more questions with curiosity, but not looking for a specific answer, like actually having an open mind that Mm -hmm. allows something new to to land. Yeah. 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 
versus listening to somebody else's already found answer. Yeah. Yes. I read that that 2020, if you add the twos up, it's the year of four. Mm -hmm. Do you guys know what the four means? Mm -hmm. I know two is like balance. What's four? Teacher, right? Well, that's Um, life path. Well, in the, in the tarot, it's, it's ruled, it's the emperor in the major arcana. So, um, which is associated with Aries. It's very masculine. Mm. So it's very much about building. I mean, if you think about a table that sits on four legs, right? It's a very strong foundation, but it's also because you can have worked so hard to build this table. Mm -hmm. um, It also sets us up (laughs) for when there's change that comes, how do we, how do we adapt to that? And so there's kind of an inflexibility that can come with that as well. Mm. Um, but I love how 2020 also has two, two. Mm-hmm. So 22, I think that that's a powerful mm. number. I just like that number as well. Yeah. So, so because two, two, it's like partnerships and collaboration. Mm-hmm. So it's really having these strong foundations of networks and people. And then I think we build flexibly you know, together, Mm -hmm. something new. Mm -hmm. What do you think is the best way for us as a collective to approach 2020? Is there a mantra or like something that you maybe even personally? Well, my word for 2020 is brave. Mm. So, and, and really listening to brave from a different paradigm. I really see 2020 as um, a big evolution for our masculine for the masculine, the collective, even our masculine, Mm -hmm. um, because we all have masculine within Mm -hmm, us, mm -hmm. but yeah, just redefining brave. And I think in today's society, Mm. it's like taking a risk on things like vulnerability and following our, our dreams, really looking at those top five and saying, saying no to the things that might distract us that on the surface are glittery and gold, but really don't feed something or nourish something deep Mm -hmm. within us. So I guess that's that's what I would say. I don't know if I have a, a mantra. Yeah. But I would, yeah, go within. I think actually, I think that that's a beautiful mantra is yeah. to go within and to really sit and listen and um, to find stillness and just reflect, like be be willing to not know, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, to share because his, ex- his experience or the way he's going about it might help someone else um, listening. He's planning and trying to, keep that overarching. He's calling it his overarching for 2020. So like he has other dreams, but the overarching Mm -hmm. is the inward journey Mm -hmm. and, um, which is new to him. Like he's just Mm -hmm. coming into this work and it's Mm. so cool to see the transformations. (laughs) I bet. Oh yeah. Um, but getting turned on. (laughs) 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 Spirituality. Um, no, but so he's keeping that as his overarching. And so when he moves throughout his day, he uses that goal as a check-in on little decisions. Mm, right. Like, okay, well, I feel like I should read a book right now, but that's not really helping me with my inward journey. So I'm going to put the book down and mm. meditate or whatever it is. Go to yoga. Yeah. But, I love that. I yeah. love I love the word should in oh. that sentence because that's a that should be like light bulb moment to questioning <laughs> yes. why I'm doing what I'm doing. Yes. I think 2020 is about integration as well. We've, you know, like I said, we've grown so much and it's really about putting it into our reality and just manifest. It's a big manifestation year. There's a Ooh, lot that feels of manifestation right. yeah. energy. Well, going back to the kind of a new masculine, as you were saying, like us changing, growing in that, I read an article the other day that was about... Um, the films this year and there's a lot of men showing vulnerability which Ooh. that didn't happen as much in film um and then Ansel Elgort he 
was on the Golden Globes red carpet and he had like his nails painted. He was wearing a little bit of makeup and he's like, he has a girlfriend. He's, I think he's straight. Um, but you know, he, he presents as straight and it was just that alone is so simple, so tiny, like just having his nails painted, but that couldn't have, that wouldn't Mm -hmm. have been seen and like not on a major headline like a few years ago. So the fact that men are like kind of being allowed to tap more into their feminine is really cool to see. Which is what's developing the masculine, right? Is being open to inviting the feminine in, in this collaborative way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that that's really cool. And there's, there's like a, like I think about masculine and in this new paradigm, like the words humble comes to mind, like the word humble comes to mind and strength, but it's not being tough. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think it's, it's tough for men, you know, to come from our cultural conditioning. That's, they have to be tough. They mm-hmm. have to provide, they have to constantly wear this mask where they have to just always be. mask. You <laughs> Oh, that's really good i mean i literally just had a moment walking down into the studio today because the um security guy outside was cold and i was like oh i hope they put the heat lamp on for you and he was like it's all right i have to leave soon anyways gotta be a man Mm -hmm. and i just like i was like and walked down the stairs but it you know just hearing that is an example of how ingrained a Mm -hmm. certain way of being masculine is Mm -hmm. and it's changing but it's changing changing right yeah it sounds like you're partners on the cutting edge of that yeah congratulations thanks I mean it's it's yeah I do think about a lot that I'm dating like a cis straight white man I'm like kind of dating that I won't say it but he is totally an ally and yeah. doing really good work and so it is really exciting because yeah. I'm like that's why I'm dating him because I can sense that from the beginning that he is okay being vulnerable and mm-hmm. like that's what I need in a man and he's okay learning yeah. too yes, he's open-minded yeah not and- it's because of the time in his life when I met him because he didn't used to be like that. Yeah. It was the right time. And that's kind of what's happening is people are being pushed to breaking points Mm -hmm. to be initiated Mm. into it being time. And I don't know about you. I'd love to hear for you guys. But I think as a woman, what I found interesting is what's my, so what's my work in this? Because I love how you Mm -hmm. said the word ally. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I think that there's this feminine healing where we keep the door open for when they are ready to be initiated or to be vulnerable mm-hmm. and how how do we respond to that because mm-hmm. we're also conditioned to not to be triggered by that somewhere yeah. you know like mm-hmm. d- what does that bring up in us when they are vulnerable and they do come forward in that way so I think it's gonna be really cool to see just like collectively how we do this and personally to live it out and be like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. well speaking of personally you were mentioning right before we got on the air that um you've been spending a lot of time inside mm-hmm. is this are you still in your Saturn return um, coming towards the end of the Saturn return. Okay. Yeah. So you're just taking shelter. <laughs> like yes, ducking cover girl. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, Saturn is squaring my Mars. So there's kind of an impetus on like I'm stopping in this mm. outward movement. What does that mean? Squaring? Squaring. So it's a 90 degree angle, which is like hitting a corner of these two energies okay. and Saturn stops you know, and Mars initiates forward. Mm -hmm. So it feels like being stuck or being blocked or limited. But really what it's doing is it's calling me to really invest my focus and my energy on what I'm working on behind the scenes, this, the 2020 calendar that Mm -hmm. I'm developing. I'm so excited about it. Yeah. And really taking the Saturn time to really complete the project from beginning to end and focusing on the quality and working through the stops and the, and the blocks and the frustrations 
and not just starting over or, you know, stopping early, which my Mars and Aries might normally do. It might just be like, oh, I'll just, I'll just do something different. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a gift in that. I don't remember what the, oh, cause I've been inside. inside. Yeah. Um, that's been somewhat of a choice, but somewhat of, I'll say the word initiation of hmm. sorts. Um, my relationship that I was in ended in oh, early I fall. Oh, you didn't? Yeah. So ever since then, it's really been this clearing out process. Yeah. And so there's been a lot of space that's been created and a lot of letting go. Live together? Yeah. Oh, fuck. So literally a lot of space clearing. Yeah. 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 And I didn't go home or back to Nebraska this year for the holiday. So it was, you know, I'm spending the holiday by myself Mm. in my apartment and I'm, I, I'm a Capricorn. I love spending time by myself, <laughs> um, but it's, it's different, you know, and, and you're in that nostalgic holiday time and, mm-hmm. but it's been a beautiful opportunity. I've learned so much and I have such an appreciation for the connections that I do have in my life. And I know when I do come back out, it will be so much more intentional, mm. um, not just like blind movement wherever I'm going. You know, it's like when I say yes, I'm really going somewhere because I want to go. Yeah. What have you learned? I've learned so much. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Um, I've learned a lot about conscious uncoupling, like conscious endings. Mm. Um, I think conscious uncoupling. What does that mean exactly? It's actually a book. Um, Oh yeah. I I used it. I used it and it coined that. Really? I thought she did. She, I don't know. Maybe she's a proponent. I, read it. I don't know. Yeah. I, well, I, I had the book and I used it for conscious uncoupling this, this fall. Um, well, it's, it's walking away consciously. So it's really working with the stuff that comes up that, because what happens is it's like when we walk away from something, because it just clearly isn't aligned, it's just not, it's no longer what's, what's right for us. Right. But we're, we're bred to like need to come up with some bigger reason like to blame or to find some kind of antagonistic, mm. you know, to like to solidify our, our reason for leaving. So mm. there becomes this separation within the separation, if that makes sense. And so instead it's really keeping that mutual respect for that other person and really not what am I losing, but what did it give me? Mm. And really holding that with, you know, just a reverence and an honoring of what it was so that when we go forward, it's more about bridging into the future Mm. and that leaves the door open for a potential friendship or continued connection versus just going through the heartbreak and and using all that to be like yeah further apart you know Mm. is this something you're doing together or you do it on your own I'm just doing this process on my own I'm not aware of what he's doing or not doing yeah yeah and th- but that's the beautiful part of it. You don't need the other person mm-hmm. to have. And but how do you find resolution one sided? Like that's been a big question for mm. me this last fall mm. because there's kind of like you want that closure from that other person. But what do you do when you can't get that? Like oh, great question because I've literally asked for it and gotten the you know most short answer ever. Like I I didn't. Most people don't get it mm. from the other person. Right. Even when you try and then you have to find it on your own. When you're yes. dating, you mean? When you've broken up. Yeah. And like a past partner. Or mm. in any any kind of like ending or conflict when it's one-sided, when there's somebody who, if you are the person who's leaving or you're the person who's, you know, maybe making a boundary or communicating a boundary and the other person's not receptive, um, how do you how do you handle that? Like mm. how do you stay conscious and how do you stay present and find closure? 
when you can't need the other person to give that to you. Right. Mm. So it's been a really big lesson and a lot about authority and my own personal authority and where do I give that authority away and mm. or put it off. Um, so really reclaiming that. I heard powerful. a really good thing, a, a good way to look at boundaries, also via Angie. Um, she was she she picked it up somewhere, but it was that to create a boundary, you just have to do what you want to do. Mm. Exactly, it's not about shutting out or like putting up a wall or not letting someone in. Just do what you want to do. It creates a boundary. It's more for yourself yeah. than anyone else. It's Actually, only for yourself. Just today, uh, I was on the rooftop of my boyfriend's place, and I said to him, I was like. By the way, you know, I'm really not the best at setting boundaries. So this is me saying it mainly for myself and not even for you, but I want you to hear it so you can hold me accountable as well. And I told him that like, I can't spend as much time with him this week because I want to like get back into writing mm -hmm. and like really focus on that. And he's so supportive. He like wants me to be writing anyway, but mm -hmm. it's hard for me to not spend time with him because... I love him and I love being around him. So, but that was really hard for me, but I'm really proud of myself that I like did it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good job. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The book transform your boundaries. I liked the, where she, how she set it up was it's all about just finding your authentic yes and your authentic no. And so it's going within and just listening and honoring that. And that is, that is the boundary is mm -hmm. like honoring what is authentic. And really, I think getting in touch with what are our needs you know, and not waiting for that other person to decide what that is or is mm -hmm. not. Mm -hmm. But I, I love the idea that boundaries are not to keep other people out. They're yeah. just to keep ourselves in. Yes. And yeah, I'm, I'm born with Sun-Neptune conjunction. So it's very easy for me to not have any boundaries as well and just merge <laughs> with everything around me. So it's, it's even more important for me to have them, mm -hmm. even if it's a boundary of having a morning practice every single day, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we have to stick to those. And I think it's so funny in relationships because I've done this too, mm -hmm. where the person, when you fall in love, you weren't with them all the time. Right. You know, you were writing probably. Mm -hmm. And and yeah. then <laughs> and then you're in love and you like start spending more time. And then you're afraid to do this thing that you were doing mm -hmm. when they were initially attracted to you. And he, <laughs> he reminded me of that too. He's like, Leah, I fell in love with you because you were that like bold, working, hustling woman. Like I don't want you to stop being that right. way. Yeah. Right. Right. So it's, I just think that's helpful too. Totally. <laughs> yeah. What is your morning practice? You mentioned that. Mm, so every morning I do a, just a daily meditation. I do a mantra meditation. I pull cards. I do mm. a spread for the day. Um, and do, have you guys ever heard of the self journal? Angie uses it. I know. No, I've um, heard of it. Love it. I love it because it's, got just enough structure that it doesn't trigger my need to rebel. And so I actually do it. Um, <laughs> but it also includes gratitude. Mm, so doing nice. that and then like writing down your main goals. So you're just constantly seeing that every day. So doing that and then listening to something that gets my mind started in the right groove. Mm. Oh my gosh. This has been huge for me because I can so easily get sucked into like dashboard confessional, Bonnie Vare, Avett <laughs> brothers, you know, like sad, melodramatic. Yeah. And when I know that I want to like be productive or get a lot done that day, I'll put on Kesha or like female mm -hmm. empowerment. Cause I know that it gets my brain in the right, like vibe. I'm setting the energy. It's a frequency. It's, yeah. I mean, it's literally music is literally a frequency. frequency. Yeah. So yeah, it's, and I'll, and I'll just, I'll see where I'm at. If I'm feeling really restless and ungrounded, even if I meditate and it's still that kind of just like scattered energy, um, then I'll listen to slower music, mm -hmm. you know, or 
music without words or I'll turn on um, a course in miracles audio and listen to that to just like chill the yeah. fuck out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, every morning it's checking, it's tuning in. And that's really what self-care has changed for me as well. It used to be like, these are the things that are self-care. <laughs> and it's like, actually self-care is just learning how to listen. Like what, where am I and what do I need mm-hmm. and how do I get that need met in this mm-hmm. moment? What is my body telling me? Right. Mm-hmm. So many messages from our bodies. Um, I also heard that self knowledge. So you know how like knowledge is power. Mm-hmm. Self knowledge is self empowerment. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. So it's like the more you go in and get to know yourself, you know what you're working with. You know what you need. Like mm-hmm. you know what to give yourself, and you're empowering yourself by just getting to know you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's that comes, I guess. Well, I won't say easier, but all of us here have had a lot more experience with this because either we're introverted like me or Capricorn like you or like doing the work, you <laughs> yeah. know? Um, so we've spent time with ourselves, but for people listening who maybe haven't as much, maybe a goddess hour, like, or well, just some time with yourself to get to know you. And it's uncomfortable at first. It I is. used to hate I, being by myself. I avoided it mm-hmm. before. And now mm-hmm. I love it. I can do whatever I want. <sighs> it's like mm. when you realize how, when you go to a, theme park with a really big group of people mm. you have to go to whatever ride like everyone wants and get dragged mm-hmm. around but then with when you go with just one other person or maybe yourself you can do whatever you want yeah. and you're probably high on edibles <laughs> yes <laughs> <It's> perfect <laughs> yeah yeah and that's why I like practices like meditation where you practice being the witness without judgment mm. and so it's like I'm not looking at my thoughts in order to judge them and try to force them to be somewhere else. Like it's actually just giving me this honest reflection of where I'm at. So then I can just meet myself where I'm at and then help myself get to where I know Mm. I want to go, you know? Yeah. But I, listening to my body has been a huge thing as well. And I think it's changing rapidly. Mm. Like my needs are changing all the time. So that's where it's just not getting fixated on one practice being, our goddess practice, but really being, we change all the time. So that's been fun too. This fall, I'm like, I, the normal things that used to get me really excited, it's not the same anymore. Oh, mm. I relate to that. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Like, I mean, specifically from the trauma that I had, like that's changed a lot of needs, mm. but it was also in the fall. Mm. Um, and like my favorite type of movie before any of that is like thriller horror because it actually draws me in, takes my focus and it feels relaxing Mm. because Mm -hmm. I'm just not at all thinking about anything else. Um, But obviously now those have a lot more built-in triggers for me with like violence or whatever. So um, I'm changing what, what I need and I'm finding Mm. like more comedy again and I'm okay with that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny that you say that because I never watch, I don't even own a TV and I never watch anything, especially now that I'm single, you know, it was like, maybe really, I would watch more. Well, but (laughs) lately, but lately, actually it's been really great therapy to watch. I'm so upset with Netflix for taking friends off. Oh, (laughs) it had been therapeutic for me too. Oh my God. That was like, yeah, it's a go-to. It's been, yeah. Anything to get, drop me into my heart right now. Um, I watched Hitch. That was also great. There should just be friends plus like Disney plus, but only friends. I would, I would subscribe to that. Uh, well, I actually, for my birthday, I bought myself the entire series. So it's fine. Nice. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. You're okay. But yeah, I get that. And that's, and watching and like being able to shut off in that way. There's, there's somewhat of a judgment that was coming up for me around that. Cause it was like watching TV is bad. You're just numbing mm. out. It's like, actually, no, this is really hell. It's helping. It's just, and I guess that's been really big for me and my clients, my coaching clients is just asking 
just be honest. Is it helpful? Mm. Is it helpful to believe this thought? Is it helpful to approach this circumstance this way? And if it's not helpful, do you want to continue? Right. Like mm-hmm. you have a choice. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. like, just let it be simple. If it's not helpful, don't do it. And if it yeah. is, good. <laughs> um, very important question. Mm-hmm. Were they or were they not on a break? <gasps> Ross and Rachel. Ross and Rachel. I, they were not on a break. Oh, you totally threw me there. Okay, now I know. <laughs> they were. They didn't see this. Uh, it wasn't clear. It wasn't clear. But he shouldn't have just ran to the first woman that no, he could sleep he, with on yeah. the first night. Yeah. He's an idiot. But so is she because he knows it and he admitted it. But yeah. then she pushed it. She did that thing that we do where she he, she got the apology, but then she kept pushing it too far, mm-hmm. and it actually was like righteous, you know. Mm-hmm. And it became she became kind of ego. Yeah, and she became, and then she became kind of that that bad guy in that sense where it was like she was the one putting up these walls and withholding the love Mm. because it's obvious they love each other. I think that's what I'm just like. Oh my god! Like just in your professional opinion, who do you think? uh, (laughs) What what is the sign of each of the friends' characters? Oh my god! I've played this game. Oh, you have? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. My friends and I. That's so funny. My friends and I about friends. Um, So I I think Monica is for sure a Virgo. Mm, yes. Yeah. Yep. yep. Phoebe I think is a Pisces mm. with an Aquarius moon. That makes sense. Um, Dreamer, emotional, mm-hmm. and probably Capricorn rising. Boy, Her childhood's pretty intense. Oh. Um, she's very. That makes sense for me. Yeah. <laughs> she's a very. She's, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Rachel. Rachel's probably a Libra. Yeah, a Libra. Mm. Um, or a Libra rising. I, yeah. Um, let's see, the boys. I don't know if I've done the boys. Mm. I have to think about this. Ross. What would Ross be? I feel be? like Joey's a Sagittarius or a Gemini. Oh. Ooh. I don't think... He's so fun. I don't think Gemini because... Leo. I could see Leo. Oh, or Joey. I could see Leo. I could see Sagittarius. Um because Joey really cares about pride and family and loyalty. That's why I was going to say, actor. yeah, that's yeah. what was missing with the Gemini thing as well. There's like too much air. Um, I could see Leo, Leo for versus, sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, Chandler, Cancer. Oh. Don't you think? Little, he's a little Ross crabby. Cancer too. Ross could be a Cancer too. Because he's I could see Ross nurturing. being... Um, I could see Ross being a Taurus, though, too. Mm. Mm, yes. Stubborn. Yes. He's such a lover. Um, so, like, fact-based. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. very square in that way. Um, and Gunther? So Chandler. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> what do we decide about Chandler? <laughs> we should do Gunther. I'm trying to, like, tune into... Rem- I'm totally off track here. Chandler. Could I be any more cancer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's pretty... He's so funny. I could see him being a Leo too. Same. Like maybe a Leo cancer cusp because he's got a little bit of that dark humor. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. But he's dramatic in a different way from Joey. But yeah, I could see him being, I could see him being a Leo or a cancer. I like that you said cancer. I don't think I would have gone there right away. Mm. Oh, but definitely cancer when he's, when he starts smoking because of Ross and Rachel's problem uh-huh. and he's like just this huge baby he, can't he like can't it. handle it yeah yeah, yeah it's total cancer <laughs> that's so interesting so you don't think any of the friends are gemini's or aries or there were a few missing i could see monica having aries oh, for sure yeah. like maybe monica she is might be an aries moon like me yeah or an aries rising or something she's super competitive um and then what was the other ones gemini i don't yeah. see gemini mm. i don't see gemini 
Um, Scorpio? Any Scorpio in there? Mm. I don't... Rachel? No. No. She's way too soft. She's light. Yeah. <laughs> Not that dark. <laughs> I was just thinking because the sexual... I feel like she's the most sexually empowered or like outward about sex of the three of them. But mm. yeah, I don't know. Mm. No, I don't really feel like there's a lot of Scorpio. Mm. Cool. Yeah. But that's but like let's <laughs> let's look at what Friends is. It's this total heart opener. Yeah. Like that's not it's not a Scorpio show. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Even when they get into the messy stuff, it's not Scorpio. It's so they don't go there. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. solves itself in like one episode, maybe two if it's to be continued. I like yeah. that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. About that show. Yeah. 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 Me too. Why it's comforting, I yeah. think, you know? Resolution. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Resolution. Feel good. Leah, you better help me out with this. Who's our new partner? BetterHelp. Oh, BetterHelp. Yes, I love them. BetterHelp is a therapy online service. It's not self-help and it's not a crisis line. It's actual therapy. Yeah, and you can get it totally online. The service is available for clients worldwide. There's a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's counselor network, which may not be locally available in many areas. And BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in just 24 hours. Exactly. So if something is interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals, go to BetterHelp and I'm sure they're going to help you make your life better. Visit betterhelp.com slash basic witches. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash basic witches for 10% off your first month. That's right. Join the over 500,000 people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional using BetterHelp. Now back to the show. So your calendars, you have like resolutions, New Year's. (laughs) Um, It's a new year. You have these 2020 astrological custom calendars, right? Yeah. Can you tell us more? I'm excited. I want one. I'm really excited. So I'd actually started just really randomly because I was doing a private 2020 reading for a client and I didn't want to use PowerPoint because I was like, that's going to take way too much time. Oh, I can just use a calendar. Like that limitation of those small boxes gives me a good, a good leeway. Well, ends up, I make this entire calendar. (laughs) And part of what bothered me about the calendar system that we use is it's, you know, month to month does not honor the cycles of the moon, Mm. which are new moon to new moon. And that's really what if we work with nature, we work with the creative cycles of, you know, really planting something and and the process of manifestation, we work with the moon. Mm -hmm. So I was struggling to find any lunar calendars. So I made my own. I've literally been made them from scratch. And because I'm a Capricorn and I'm still like, we have to be fully functional in this (laughs) society. I still put all the dates in there and then it transitions. So it it starts at the Aquarius new moon on January 24th. And it has where the moon's at by sign every single day, the times when it goes in to a sign, and then also when it goes void, of course. Um, And then for all the major transits. So you know, like the Saturn Pluto, or, you know, we had that lunar eclipse on Friday and you're on a station direct. So every time there's a major transit, I've given a brief description of how to work with the energy that day. Mm. Yeah. So you can not only plan, like you can see the month, the month to month within the lunar cycle, you can see when the months switch and transition, you can see when to start, when to stop. And then you can also get it. Like if you're looking between two dates on planning something, Mm. it's like, go to those dates and see the energy and know like, is that the best day to plan a live show Mm. or is there a better day? (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. And really from this lens that 
it, because I'm a coach and I really see astrology through the mindset of growth and through the, the lens of like, this is a friendly universe. And so mm-hmm. everything's happening in our favor, even if that's not obvious in the <laughs> right away. Mm-hmm. Um, so really working with it that way. And that's really what I've, my intention behind all of the, the work that I've put into it. Awesome. I love that. So where yeah. can people find this? Where can they get one of their own? So you can, you can buy it now and you can pre-order it and it's on my website. It's also on my Instagram. There's just a link there. Nice. Just go to, yeah. If you go to my website, um, sarahposh.com and you go to products made with love and then it's there. You'll see it. You buy now. Yeah. And it's just $39.97 plus tax. And so it's a really good price because it's the entire, like I said, the entire year and actually through the Sagittarius new moon lunar cycle in December into January, 2021. So awesome. awesome. What else is new since we talked with you last, anything personally or like astrologically? (laughs) (laughs) Well, my Saturn return (laughs) coming major. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, just, yeah. Like so much has happened. Um, I mean, 2019, I feel like I almost lived my entire career that I would ever want to do in one year. I, I mean, I created that online course for shadow work, which was in early last year. And that was just, I love that. And I'm really coming back to that and really bringing that back into astrology. I think marrying the two is where I'm, I'm really excited to look going forward because the chart is like, it's a mirror of, of who we truly are and our greatest potential. And Mm. when we like decondition ourselves from all of these false ideas of what's right or what's wrong. And we allow ourselves to fully express that chart in the way that it's designed. Um, God, that's just like so exciting to me. (laughs) So like pairing the shadow work with that, you know? Um, and then I hosted a retreat in Costa Rica, hosted a retreat in Oregon. um, Oregon. Yep. And then a retreat in Tahoe. So that was really fun and working, just working with really, really incredible people. Um, I've just been really, really grateful for that. And then, you know, doing the coaching and Mm -hmm. the astrology and I've been, I was working with, um, David Palmer, the Leo King and, (laughs) (laughs) um, doing a weekly show at the, it was called the after dark show on Tuesday night. So that was fun on YouTube. Yeah. That was a good time. And just meeting different people in that community and so many gifted spiritual teachers and yeah it's, but 2019 felt like a ride like, like yeah a lot what happened so much happened yes yeah but now it's just really getting back to just simplifying and focusing on mm-hmm. you know what's right in front of me and mm-hmm. astrology just keeps coming back oh I did do a really exciting I did a master's level astrological counseling course this fall Ooh. yeah so that was really fun because it really Rather than just doing astrology, approaching it as this interpretive style where I'm just giving you all this information, which is beautiful because then when you go back and listen to it, you get to hear more and more every time. Mm -hmm. Um, But instead making it more about the relational, like the person in front of me and allowing that intuitive dynamic to flow and then the charts there. And so we're accessing the chart and it's coming through, um, but incorporating that into my coaching. So it's no Mm -hmm. longer like doing astrology readings and coaching clients. They're together now. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It's been really cool because when people are going through stuff, I mean, we're, we're doing the coaching work with whatever's coming up. Mm -hmm. Right. And we're applying all of those tools, but the astrology is there. So we can say, okay, by the way, right now in your chart, it makes sense that this is happening mm-hmm. because you're going through this transit and mm-hmm. this is how long this transit lasts. So, you know, okay, this is what I'm working with. And this is what the invitation of this transit is. For instance, Saturn squaring Mars, like right now there, you can expect delays. You can mm-hmm. expect to 
feel frustration or limitation, mm. feeling blocked from moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, when does that one end, by the way? For me, it's for me personally. Oh, it's for you personally. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I'm just like going on a rant about mine. <laughs> <laughs> Are you done yet, Saturn? No. no. <laughs> Never done. I'm curious. You said you pulled a card today, as you do every day. What was your card today? Um... I'm like so saturated because I was doing vision boarding. So words are a lot. Yeah. I pulled treasure chest. I actually pulled last night, the mermaid deck. June June has mermaid deck. Um, Yeah, it was fun. I've never used the mermaid deck and it was really great. It was like treasure chest, which was all about (laughs) abundance. Mm. Um, And then I pulled the yes card, which was like, say yes. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I actually didn't pull any cards though today. It's so funny because the, the potency of the astrology today and it's like I didn't touch anything I just lived my life mm. completely and just like let it unfold which has actually been really great yeah nice that's what I'm trying to do this year in general is mm. kind of just let things unfold and not judge it Ooh, that's good mm-hmm. what helps you do that um breathing Breathing. <laughs> seriously breathing is like really big when I feel myself getting stuck in my head um, my therapist sometimes I'll say like, you know, it shouldn't be like this. What should be, I wish like my family was like this. And she's like, well, instead of shoulds, why don't we just look at it how it is mm-hmm. and just accept what is and accept what we can, can control, which is yourself and how you take care of yourself and what mm. you cannot control, which is other, other people. people. You'll never be able to control other people. So yeah. accept that. And yeah. <laughs> My, I, I have um, the journal from, <clears throat> I think we got this one in Goddess Box that was a self-reflect journal. Self-care AM, journal. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really cool. Mm. It has you um, record and reflect things morning and night or whenever you want to do it. And um, set an intention also incorporates gratitude. And I love that it has check boxes for activities. And a lot of the mm-hmm. activities are like therapy, solo time, journaling, mm-hmm. spirituality, being silly, like... I need mm. to be reminded that those are Self-care. those are good things to yeah. do with those my time. Those are things to be disciplined about. Exactly. Like, like we those were talking are about that today. Play. Yeah. 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 Discipline joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It but, also lists out um, emotions, which I like yeah. that part too. It'll say like how I feel today, relaxed, stressed, tired. It like labels Sore. All. Yeah. 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 Isn't it interesting? <clears throat> like I, I think I'm pretty emotionally into intellectual like what is that In- intelligent yeah, yeah. Intelligent. wow yeah. yeah must be um, <laughs> i think i'm <laughs> smart <laughs> that thing um but actually it's funny because if you try to come up with words for how you're feeling sometimes it can feel so blocked mm. you know like yeah. i actually think our emotional vocabulary is somewhat limited and so i like that there's a list because it's like yes do i even know what those feelings can I really identify? Mm-hmm. My therapist has a wheel that I've had to use so many times. And I would say I'm also emotionally mm-hmm. intelligent. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it, 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 some days I cannot even answer how do you feel? Mm-hmm. Not at all. Right. And then I have to, I, it has like broader sections, like sad, happy, angry, confused, whatever. And then the wheel goes out and gets more detailed in the words. And you can just scan and be like, oh, it's actually disappointment that I'm feeling or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. And it'll, it'll help you be able to say it. Right. I've seen um, that. I was just thinking of it. And then you said, Oh, it's yeah. so, so nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in the journal, I, I put my intention the other day was to stay in my lane, which mm. is my way of trying to not trying to accept what I can't control. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I love, you guys know Byron Katie? No. no. Okay. Well, she does a lot of really great 
um, work around reframing and she's great for coaching. Mm -hmm. Um, and she talks a lot about like working with what is, so Mm -hmm. I'm reading this book, loving what is, and it's so great because the best part is when you're going through this process where you're just questioning, Mm -hmm. you know, the beliefs that are coming up that are causing stress. And it might be a situation that you're going through and you're talking to your therapist and she's like, okay, well, this is what's happening. Mm -hmm. And so we keep coming back to this, like, okay, here's what we want to happen, but what is happening? And the reality of that and being just being honest about it. Mm -hmm. And then she asked the question, okay, can you name one stress-free reason to keep believing this thought? (laughs) It like dumbfounds you. Wait, (laughs) stress-free. Yeah. To keep a stress-free reason to To keep keep believing that thought, Mm -hmm. meaning there's only stressful reasons Mm -hmm. to keep believing that thought. Mm -hmm. And, (laughs) and really proposing that choice that Mm, you have. That it's a choice, but it's so hard because like I'm doing that right now. But is it when you give yourself that clarity Mm. when you're like, can you think of one stress-free reason? No. (laughs) (laughs) So do you really want to keep thinking it? And then no. And then how do you stop thinking Mm -hmm. it? Mm -hmm. Or you don't, you just accept it. I think you make the decision and then you give yourself, you just keep coming back to that decision. Like you're like, I've made the decision and you don't waver on that. You're not like, Mm. you know, an hour later, like confused about Mm. what you want to do. You're like, no, we've been here. I've gone through this. I already decided. (laughs) It's already been decided. I struggle with that. Yeah. That's been a big thing for, I think 2022 is make a decision and then align with it. Right. And just being on the fence right now is not helpful. Yeah, Yeah. I think the first step would be accepting. And then the second step is figuring out what is the, what is a, uh, something of action that I can do to, not solve it, but help it for yourself, right? To help yourself. Yeah. Right. So what do I need in this moment? Or what can mm, I yeah, right, control? Yeah. Right. This, yeah. And after I've accepted reality on the terms that it's on, yeah. not on my terms. When I accept reality on its own terms, mm. now what do I need to do mm. to adjust, to give myself relief? I mean, really yeah. just relief is the first step. Mm, yeah. I mean, and I do this thing where... I'll give myself permission to keep thinking the thought. I'm like, it does. I don't have any stress-free reason to keep thinking it. And if there's resistance, I'm like, okay, keep thinking it then, mm. <laughs> you know? And it's almost like, because I give that permission, then it lets off. It's just yeah. like, there's a little bit of defiance, I think, because it's just part of healing our relationship with ourselves and all the times that we've tried to force ourselves into doing yeah. things or ignored ourselves and not mm-hmm. even given ourselves the opportunity to be empowered by that choice. Mm-hmm. So now there's like this battle and it's like, it needs to throw a tantrum. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that happened to me the other night. I was like feeling hurt and I was like, okay, I, th- I, I, I said it out loud. Luckily I had a friend to reflect to, but like, I was like, I think what I'm feeling hurt for sure. And then I think it's an added layer of not wanting to feel hurt. So it's like adding Mm. insult to injury, like just, Mm -hmm. and then I had to just say out loud, okay, you know what? I just feel hurt right now. And that's just what it is. Right. And then it got better, like later in the night, like, Mm. well, and that's, what's beautiful is it's like, it's all temporary, Mm -hmm. you know, that gift of impermanence when we know we're not going to feel like this forever. We know because we have data, we have a history Mm -hmm. where we've had good days and bad days. And that's life. Like that's the human experience Mm -hmm. is there will be pain and there will be pleasure. Mm-hmm. Right. But the only, the only, like suffering is avoidable. Suffering is mm. pain plus resistance. <sighs> That's suffering. So just stop resisting your human experience. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I, I also feel like there's been for me a big healing around 
the divine mother and my really like the inner mother and in me, which is really awkward because I'm not a mother. So like learning how to <laughs> like learning these things, <laughs> I don't have kids, I don't have children, but learning like, what would you do if you were a mother mm. and the part of you that's having a, that's hurt or that's having a moment. Mm. Um, there was like, to be completely transparent, it was a couple of weeks ago. I was just, there was a part of me that was throwing a tantrum and mm. I was like, I texted a mother. I was like, what do you do <laughs> when a child throws a tantrum? How do you handle that? Oh like, my what do you God. literally do? Oh yeah. And it was like, give them the space to throw the tantrum. Like just don't engage. Don't like feed it. Um, they'll wear themselves out. And then usually afterwards they need to be like held because they're sad. And so, mm. and then another friend was like, I think you need to go give yourself a full tantrum, like go kick and scream on the bed. And I was like, what? <laughs> okay. So I did it. I like set up this container where I was like, all right, self, I'm going to let you go off. And I, <laughs> I'm like a crazy person. That's what I do in my house. I go in my bedroom and I just like, I give the full tantrum. I'm like yelling into pillows. I'm kicking, I'm screaming, I'm crying. It's like full out. And <laughs> it was beautiful. And in, And then it was done. You know, it was like, I gave better? myself a time. Yes, I did. And it was really fascinating because I realized, I don't know if I've ever done that. I don't remember throwing tantrums. Really? Mm. I was a tantrum child. I know I did. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I'm pushed like, over racks of stuff. <laughs> like I destroyed. Yeah. Oh, oh my really? gosh. But I grew out of it. But, but <laughs> really that's, that's a healthy, I mean, in context, expression. it is a healthy to express your emotions. And yeah. I'm, I've, I'm learning how to really let these emotions come mm. up in this messy way because that's how emotions are rather than trying to make it all pretty. It's like, no, what I'm feeling is really messy internally. Yeah. So I need to let it come out and express itself in the way. So turning on the yeah. music that helps uh, as well, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Have rage ever, quit. <laughs> have you ever gone to a rage room? I was just going to no. say, we should go, you should I mean, come I, with I us. Feel yeah. like, I feel like that's just the container I was creating. <laughs> she made I her mean, own I rage have, room. You can yeah. like throw TVs and smash and TVs and yeah, smash you wear vases. protective gear. I, well, the only Private. thing with that is I have a friend who's um, a psychologist for children in the school and schools, and she deals, they do a lot of, you know, working with anger with children. Mm-hmm. And what they try to do is not give them any kind of violent out, output mm-hmm. because you want to teach them to feel comfortable and confident expressing their anger, but not in a way that's encouraging violence. Yeah. So what helps me, and I don't know if this will help you, is I have a certain playlist of music. It's like my rage music. And I rage dance, like kicking into the ground, stomping, like just moving the energy in a really just kind of aggressive way. But I'm envisioning you so, moshing, like you're at a punk concert. <laughs> it's more like a mix of really aggressive tap. <laughs> like, like, I don't know what my feet yeah. do. Yeah, no, they're like stomping the ground and like kicking and moving stuff. Um, a lot of like hair flips. That's yeah. funny. That's yeah. great. Yeah. yeah, or or boxing, like oh, having yeah. so good. That is great. Yeah, moving energy that way. I know a lot more women who are getting into bo- just friends of mine that are doing it like for that reason, mm-hmm. and they love it. Oh yeah. Well, because when you, what I found anyways, is when you actually don't skip the step of anger, because what happens as women is maybe this happens for men too, but we we skip anger. So something happens, a boundary is crossed, something we are not okay with, Mm -hmm. and we go to anger and we're uncomfortable with that. So then we go into the next phase, which is starting to like do the work around it. Like we start to like shift ourselves to be compassionate, to be understanding. Mm -hmm. And then there's a little bit of maybe even justifying the abuse or justifying the toxic Mm -hmm. behavior that's happening for the other person. And then all that anger comes back at us and we're suddenly like, 
hit with this wave and this heaviness of shame or guilt. And it's like, let's rewind back to the anger because actually what I th- I've found for myself, anger is just a sign that I'm really clear mm. and I'm not giving myself permission to be clear. Mm. And if I just own that clarity, it's, it's simple, you know, it's I like, it's that. empowering. So the boxing is a way to like, it's focusing, you mm-hmm. know, you're, you're moving it, but you're letting yourself feel this feeling that actually is really intelligent. Yeah. It's really instinctually intelligent. And, and I learned through my, the trauma, um, that anger is the life force coming out saying, I want to live. Like it's right. an outward forward motion, which is life. Like, mm. Right. So it's a very strong thing. It says I matter. Yeah. There, there is an I. You're saying and I, I want matter. and I matter. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And so instead of unconsciously just throwing that energy out, you know, trying to unconsciously prove that you matter, you actually own it and focus and you on listen it. to yeah. it and you're like, where am I? Where am I actually not showing up for that trust that I matter? Right. You know. Right. Yeah. And I think as you get more empowered, your relationship with anger develops more Mm. or grows, you know? So I don't, I just, I think nurture, how can we nurture anger in a healthy Mm. way? Mm. I have one more 2020 question. Yeah. Um, women collaborations. This is the vibe, right? (laughs) No, for real. For 2020, it's like, it's, it's in the stars. Can you just tell us about that? It's kind of what we were texting about, right? Was it? Was it not? (laughs) I don't think Women collaborating and having financial success in 2020? Mm. Oh, I just feel like that's, that's true. I don't know if that was, <laughs> yeah, necessarily about the astrology. Oh, I just, okay. Intuitively, I feel that really mm. strongly. Oh, I feel like I'm hearing that all around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the year of the woman, I've heard that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like it's, well, because I feel like as women, there's been such an up-leveling in our, in our own experiences. Yes. And now it is coming together and it is healing that masculine where it's like, we're not in competition. Mm-hmm. So let's join forces coexist. and coexist and really lead from the heart. Like that's what I've been talking to my friends about is just how can we lead from the heart? Because otherwise we're missing the point if we're staying cerebral or we're trying to go about things in a forceful way. Mm-hmm. We're like taking power back. It's like, are we really doing anything from this new feminine perspective like is it really evolved then Mm. so yeah it feels I think in general I think it's going to be a lot of women who are ready being initiated into holding really sacred space for the people that are needing that Mm. who are coming forward and who are ready to do the work Mm. who haven't necessarily gone to the depths that some of us have and now we are we going to hold that space because we've done this work or are we going to like shun them Mm. like no right you know so I think that's going to be I think we already said that but yeah, working with women feels really clear. And it just, it feels like I'm just stoked to work with people who are really incredible people, who are doing really incredible things and on and off the mat, you know, like in their work and just in their lives. Yeah. Like genuinely good, good people. people. Yeah. Like Angie. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited for whatever we end up doing collaborating together. I know there's something there. And I just, like that, like people yeah. I really believe in, not just in their message, not just in what they're producing, but like mm. the human heart <sighs> that's so driving agree. all of it. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Feels really exciting. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's card Speaking time. Of women. Yes. Goddess. Goddesses. <laughs> or yeah. Are you do ready we, for a do reading? Do we all pick? Yeah. Do we all, do we just do one? What just do we for do? you. Do one oh, we are special me. guests. <laughs> Is this my 2020 card? Yeah. If you, if want, you want it to want be. It to be. <laughs> <laughs> this happens a lot. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, 
Yeah. I've been seeing Sullis bodies of water the past like five minutes. So let's see if that comes up. Wait, oh. you've been seeing what? Sullis bodies of water, the goddess oh. of bodies of water for you. I don't know. Do you have a question that you'd like to ask or do you want a general like 2020 reading? Well, the goddess is, this is great because my, the astrology for my year for my solar return, it's really focused on, um, the eighth house, which has to do with that deep water Oh, and, um, Venus and the sun are the rulers of my perfection years. So many things we could talk about. <laughs> I'm like, what? Um, I know. So yeah, so I'm really being initiated into Venus in a new way, into the goddess and Venus in my chart is in Sagittarius, which is not its home sign or its detriment or it's fall or exaltation. So it's, it's in a sign that we could say is neutral, but it's also out of bounds. So it's like out of the bounds of normal. So it's like new. Yeah. Well, right. Yeah. And it's, and it's like, you know, have you heard the quote to be in the world, but not of the world? Mm. I don't think so. Oh, really? Um, yeah. So it's kind of like that. It's like really listening for what the goddess in me really needs and not in any kind of paradigm that's already pre-structured. Mm. Like where, where does like pleasure really get my muse activated? So. Ooh, this is, this cool. is, this is good. Cool. Okay, so feel the cards around and then bring them to your heart. The goddess is facing your heart. So I'll do a deep breath in. a new anklet bracelet or something about an anklet bracelet? Did you lose one at the beach? I just cut one off. Okay. Oh. <laughs> it was a string. I mean, it made it's it. Like, it was just a string bracelet. But, but I just uh. saw you on the beach with a, I don't know, the anklet bracelet was like lighting up in my mind. Ooh. But Did it was coming just off? just cut it? Well, that just came to me to ask if you just oh. lost one or took it off. I almost oh. saw, I saw it as like chains being mm. cut off. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's I need to good. start getting better at interpreting my own vision <laughs> before I say Wait, when did you cut it off? Well, that's kind of how you learn how to interpret yeah. it. Yeah. Was it super recent? Um, a couple weeks ago, I think around Christmas. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Mm. <gasps> this is the mantra I do every day in my set. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, she got green Tara start delegating. Mm -hmm. What? Ask others, including me, to help you instead of trying to do everything by yourself. Okay. Wait, I what's your, that. what do you do with this daily mantra? Um, well, I use my mala and I just oh. do the mantra. That's what mala beads are like originally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, I do that. With this, with green tar? Yeah. Om tare tutare tore soha. Oh my cool. God. Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? Well, it's an, it's like an ode to green Tara. Okay. Oh my God. Okay. Cool. So I'll like, butcher it if I try to actually try. How did you, why did you them. pick her? Um, it kind of picked me. Have you guys okay. ever heard of the book Sophia Code? No. Okay. Well, it's a great audio book where it goes through the different goddess archetypes. And Ooh. that's where I originally heard it was through that. And it just stuck with me. And I really love the archetype of Green Tara. So cool. Okay, amazing. And also how it's like for your 2020 collaborating, ask yeah. others to help you. Mm. Don't do everything by yourself. I know. <laughs> and I love the green, like so yeah. heart chakra. Yeah. Yeah. That yes. feels really important. I was just going to say the colors are like so close to your flannel. Oh, that's what <laughs> yeah. I'm wearing. Like blue yeah. and green. Oh my God. Yeah. And this, oh my God, this circle rainbow on yeah. your shirt is like the circle rainbow <gasps> right behind Green Tara. Whoa. Okay. I am green. Tara. Wait, just <laughs> for listeners, can you describe what the picture is and stuff? 
Oh, sure. It kind of looks like a goddess, kind of like Kuan Yin. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's green and she's sitting with one leg crossed and the other leg, leg sitting off of what looks almost like a big drum, mm-hmm. like a life-size drum. Totally. Yeah. And she's got this beautiful crown behind her. This like glowing light kind of looks like the sun when it's setting where it's got mm-hmm. that red, orange outer set. Mm-hmm. And the behind her is green mountains with white snow caps and a blue sky and a full moon. Oh. Oh, is that the sun? Timely. And then, oh, and then a balsamic moon okay which is the moon phase i'm born under oh okay so you are green tara (laughs) i am green tara (laughs) message from green tara when you feel resentment in your heart because you're carrying more than your share of the load you're doing no favors for anyone including yourself you need to ask for help to ensure that you have private time for contemplation and rest Mm One of the reasons why I'm able to sit so peacefully is that I know the secret of true productivity. It doesn't come through struggle or strife. (laughs) Exactly what we talked about. Rather, it comes from a clear and focused mind that's unchallenged by indecisiveness. You were like, 2020, don't be indecisive. Just make a decision and move on. Oh, my God. I'm glad I'm listening. (laughs) You see, making decisions is the shortest route to triumphant passages. Once you make up your mind, the rest follows quite naturally. I therefore urge you to sit quietly and follow the footsteps of your mind. Be open to your heart's meanderings. They will quietly lead you to make your most important decisions and the rest will fall into place leading with the heart wow Love okay that. okay so i yeah this is really good <laughs> that's, is that's great. great affirmation <laughs> yeah great validation is that bringing up anything specific no it's just like good job okay. sarah keep going it's like okay. dead on <laughs> yeah, yeah. Doing it, sarah. <laughs> keep going okay various meanings of this card don't try to be a superwoman or superman give your children chores Oh, those fake those, children yeah. we were talking about. <laughs> I do give them chores. <laughs> you have, have your to do temper them all? tantrum and then, yeah. Um, Ask your partner for help. Accept assistance as it's offered to you. Release guilt or the belief that it's weak to ask for help. And mm. be a team player. Yeah, that really, what it, that signifies to me is my, my partnership with the divine, mm-hmm. with spirit and really listening and let it's like this weekend I took a break from the calendar that I've been pouring myself <laughs> yeah. into and I was like all right tag team you're in universe mm-hmm. you know? nice. and like trying to get better at this to just like take turns and <sighs> love that yeah about green Tara Tara is a Hindu and Buddhist goddess whose name means star in the ancient Sanskrit language. Okay. Star? <laughs> You're an astrologist. I know. <laughs> Her many personality and aspects are represented by different colors. Green Tara is known for being a speedy helper who offers emergency aid and provides rapid understanding of situations and relationships. She rescues us by empowering us to save ourselves. Mm. Well, if that ain't what this whole episode is about. <laughs> yeah. It's incredible. That's awesome. Thank you, Green Thank Tara. Thank you, Green Tara. Uh, yes. And then anything to plug before we wrap up? Yeah. How can people find you? Yeah. If you can find me, I'm really active on Instagram. That's my favorite social media outlet. So I do post there, staying active with the transits. You can find my calendar. You can get your 2020 calendar either through Instagram or my website, sarahposh.com products made with love. Um, and you can also look at all the services that I offer, the different readings that I offer, as well as um, the one-on-one coaching that I have. So you can find me there. 
Amazing. And then in closing, we do a basic blessing. This is what each of us are grateful for today, right now. Anyone Mm. can start. Mm. I know mine. Um, I'm so grateful for sunsets. Mm. They're free and we Mm. get them every day. It's literally what paintings are painted about. Like... (laughs) They're just beautiful. Yesterday I went to, uh, my boyfriend and I drove up PCH and then parked on the side and just watched the sunset over the rocks. And it was mm. really, I didn't even take any pictures, but I was but like, you kind remember of, it. It yeah, doesn't do it justice so anyways. It's exactly. so beautiful with your eyes. You're right. It doesn't. Yeah. yeah. It's really lovely. I love sunsets. Yeah. I love seeing the sunset while I'm driving on sunset because I don't live here. <laughs> oh, it's just so cliche. It's yeah. Great. Right. <laughs> I, that brings me to my gratitude. I'm re-reminded recently um, of my gratitude of my eyesight, which listeners mm. heard about over a year ago when I, when I lost it for a month and a half. And like, I used to be grateful for it every single day and now it's, it's tapered off, but I now have a little sty. So I'm re-reminded of how precious our eyesight is if we're lucky mm. enough to have it. And I'm so grateful that I have it. Mm, I love that. Mine's kind of similar to that. Um, I'm really grateful for my voice. I'm really grateful for the opportunity to connect and have conversations with people. Um, I've just been in conversation with women, incredible women all weekend. And it's like, it's such a gift, mm. you know, because it's it's one thing to be able to do all of our self-work and our journaling and our reflecting and all of that. But it's really the power and the magic is when we bring it up together. Mm. So I'm really grateful for being here with you. Oh, Thank you so much for coming Thank back. You, yeah, so fun. <laughs> you ladies are the best. <laughs>